Hey, Taco Tuesday fans, this is Christian Brindle. And I am Glenn Shelton. We came together and it combined our forces to create something special for insurance agents called Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. My company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, and my company, Lead Heroes, is here to bring you the latest and greatest news happening in the insurance industry today and eat some tacos while we do it. If you enjoy the content that we put out on this podcast, feel free to leave us a review or subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Without further ado, let's get into this episode of Taco Tuesday. You sit in the office, you know what I mean? All right, I think we are live. What's up, everybody? What's up, guys? Um, Taco freaking Tuesday today. Um, and I have a very special guest. Glenn looks very different this week. <laughs> um, Glenn couldn't join us today, but um, I wanted to introduce a very special guest, somebody that I'm really excited to have on, somebody that um, has really – as just – really kind of taken the industry by storm, you know, and shown a lot of enthusiasm. You know what I mean? Like I see Johnny on my newsfeed as much as anybody. It seems like, like either Facebook showing me everything you post or I'm just seeing a lot of stuff, you know? And so we're just seeing each other's algorithm, man. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, well guys, um, I want to introduce Johnny Bravo. I mean, Johnny Brock, um, (laughs) Uh, to Taco Tuesday, um, and I just got to spend some personal time with this guy, with this dude, you know, the last couple of days um, up in Tupelo, and it was an awesome time. Um, we got a video coming out tomorrow with some some video that I was able to shoot, you know, just while we were there, and so that, that'll be kind of cool, so watch for that. Um, but Johnny, thanks for taking some time out and being here. I know you're out there kicking apps all the time, so thanks for taking a break from doing that and being here. No problem, brother. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm honored to be on Taco Tuesday with the one and only Christian Brindle. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, dude, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. And um, Glenn couldn't be here today, guys, so do me a favor. All you Tacoites, all you recurring fans, tag him and call him some kind of non-hurtful name. Um, yeah, call him like a weenie or something like that. Talk shit and uh, let him know what's, what's really up. Do you mind if I say the S word? No, not at all. We've said much worse on here. So, fuck shit, all that's cool around here. Or what? That's cool. That's Maybe cool. I should not do that with people watching. Um, <laughs> it's all good. They've but you're you're all, you're cool. No one's gonna kick you out. So uh, you wanna you wanna get into some? Let's get a good flow going here, Christian. Yeah, let's do it. Let's start ask off right. Me, so ask me something. Okay, so Johnny, real quickly for anybody that doesn't know who you are. Tell, talk about Johnny, who you are, your background. If they don't know Justin, if they don't know Medicare gurus, talk about the whole nine yards and talk about how you got into insurance. Let's start that off. Okay. So got into insurance. I, I was kind of born into it. My dad's been doing it since like 1992. So since before I was born, he's been uh, helping Medicare beneficiaries. <clears throat> My brother, Justin, took over the agency. Most people I feel like will know who he is. Probably. And and if they don't, they will after this. So Medicare Gurus, Justin created, um, 
I guess about 2000 and I don't know, 16, 17, 2018, maybe something like that, three or four years ago. Um, and it was, it started as an online community. I'm not sure how long you've been in there, but it just has grown now to um, something a lot. It's kind of a movement as well, which, which when I came along, um, I just wanted to help uh, a rising tide raises all ships. Right. So I just kind of want to help Justin with whatever he's got going on and whatever I can do to um, implement more value into the uh, organization that he's already created. Um, so right. I feel like uh, you said I took it by storm. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm trying to just uh, I'm really just trying to fit in where I need to be at within Justin's company. Um, so right now I do a lot of sales. Um, I'm trying to help because he's he, we've got the LOA model, which is Bobby Brock Insurance. And then we've got the Medicare Gurus LOA model, which is what we're trying to build right now to, to be more national and not work, not just in North Mississippi. Right. We want to expand out. Um, so I'm trying to uh, really get that going because he's got a lot of other shit going on. So he can't sail anymore. So I'm right. trying to uh, just really get involved in. Um, helping grow the Medicare Gurus brand and agency. Um, and we're headed, we're headed in the right direction. Our mission is to help a million Medicare beneficiaries, but when we reach that, it'll just X out and put 10 million. Right. I mean, um, we're never going to stop growing. We're never going to stop trying to help more people. And something we love doing is putting agents in a better situation. Um, because a lot of times agents uh, don't have the right training. They don't have the right upline. They just, they, they, and something that I see is very, very important when for people out there that may be watching this that are trying to figure out where they want to go, find the, the people that have the same vision as you and, and are going in the same direction that you see building your agency. in. So people always say, what's the best upline? What's the best FMO? What's the best IMO? Just talk to them and figure out which ones have the vision that you, that you have. That's that's ultimately what it what it boils down to in my personal opinion. Right. And a hundred percent, like, you know, I'll talk to agents every single week that they're like, you know, I want to talk to you about possibly contracting or moving over or whatever the case might be. And I always tell them like, I need, I think we should have a conversation about what your expectations are, what we're good at, what we're not good at. Um, and kind of see if like, we're going to be a good fit for you. Right. Because like, I, I feel like th there's a lot of good uplines out there that maybe get a bad rap because they didn't have that conversation with an agent and they didn't kind of get an idea for that agent's expectations right off the bat. And don't get me wrong. There's some shitty ones too, but um, I feel like having that conversation is really, really important. Um, but like when, when I, when I think about you, Johnny, one thing that I wanted to talk to you about and kind of really, you know, unpeel the orange, if you will, on this is, you know, you've been doing insurance for like a pretty short amount of time, right? Isn't it about a year? Yeah, it'll be a year in September. Okay. The end of September, I saw on the way to eight percent. I sold my I sold my first policy the week of eight percent, and then on the way there, I sold two more. Had nineteen dollars in my account, and uh, it changed pretty quickly. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, but go ahead, finish what you were saying. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've been you you're you're such you 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 have such a short time at this point in the industry, and you've already done exceptionally well. Um, and I know that some people might say it's because of your brother or this or that. I don't buy into that one bit because I think that no matter who you know in the industry, no matter who you get connected with, they're not going to pick up the phone for you and make calls and do presentations and go see clients. Like Justin dealt with some of that. I know, you know, because 
working with your guys' dad. I've dealt with it working with my dad. Um, but like I, when I really think about what you've been able to do, I feel like, you know, you've really picked up kind of everything really quickly and you become very, very good at, it. you know, like when I do talk to you and have conversations with you, you know, your stuff, you know, your shit, you know? And, um, what do you think has really been the biggest thing that has allowed you to come in and make a splash like that and just do really well right off the bat? Um, well, it, it is, it, I do attribute a lot of it to Justin. It's not, um, it's not like a lot of people would say, uh, brother's handing him shit. No, he's not. Um, it, the, the success does get attributed to them and him and the people that he's trained already. But the reason is because, and it's the same information that we tell everybody activity, um, make, make as many contacts as you possibly can. My, um, the biggest thing that I feel like separates me is that, and, and this was not me three years ago, but the biggest thing that separates me now, um, from, I would say, you know, the average person is that when I'm not doing something regarding my business, um, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm already, you know, in a lot of people's eyes successful, but in my head, I want to be, um, a lot more successful and a lot, um, I want to have, you know, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of clients under me, but more than anything, um, I just want to continue to grow and, 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 and build and get uncomfortable. Um, another thing that I would, you know, like to say would be, you know, that uncomfortable thing that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's huge. So getting, get, when I, oh, why are your sales lagging? <laughs> hey, because I'm on talk. Um, you caught him. You caught him. I was, I was distracting him, taking him away from the phone a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why my app counts down. <laughs> oh my God. Justin, Justin. Yes. Let me ask you that same question. So, Johnny's been doing Medicare and insurance sales for a pretty short amount of time. He's done really well, right? Like he, I know he, you know, he was one of the agents you picked to talk and talk to all of us at um, the, the behind the agency event last week. What do you think has made Johnny been able to jump in so fast and really pick up on the stuff and do really well? First, I think his personality, he's not overthinking it. He's, you know, learning it as quickly as possible and learning what he needs to learn to get on the phone and and close more deals. Because the number one thing that results in more deals is more individual contact attempts. Right. Automation. It's not marketing. It's not all the sexy stuff that we think. It's not some sort of magical lead. It's the individual incremental work. And Johnny's not afraid of that, probably because he doesn't want to go back to a furniture factory. It's a big, it's a big part of it. <laughs> right. Kitchens, my kitchens either. So I'll let you guys get back to it. Love you, Christian. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a big motivator. You know what I mean? Like before I started doing insurance, I was working um, as a waiter, as a wait staff in a kitchen. And I used to like, I remember my last paycheck, I put it on my bulletin board in my office and I'd look at it every day because I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to make that kind of money anymore. Um, I think that's a big motivator, you know, it's kind of place to realize where you don't want to go. And, and, and it's also not, uh, I think a lot of people don't think about this, but being broke is super freaking easy. Being, you know, that paycheck to paycheck clock in and clock out guy is the easiest thing in the world. It's stress-free and I don't knock it at all. I think that most people are that way and that's fine. That's great. Do you just be happy with what you're doing? But for me, 
um, it, it mainly resolved, mainly revolved around not wanting to, um, not, not necessarily go back to that stuff, but I'm just not, I'm not satisfied because maybe it's because I have gotten a taste of, of money, but the stress levels are way higher with what I'm doing right now. So people can, you know, you can clock in and clock out. Your life's going to be less stressful than mine. But ultimately right. what it boils down to is the fact that I want to grow something and, and be a part of something much bigger than, you know, Johnny Brock clocking in and out and just knowing people. Are, I want to, I want to build something. And the, the motivation really comes from my brother. People, it, it, it does boil down to my brother because I'm not motivated. I was not motivated to get involved in this industry until he started doing something that was bigger than what my dad was doing. And I was like, well, shit, let's, uh, and then let's also put this out there. 8% changed my fucking life. It really did. Yeah. When I went to 8% in 2019. I was on drugs, selling drugs, doing a bunch of dumb shit and took a break to go with my brother. I've always, Justin's always been my best friend, really. Um, regardless of how dumb I was being, um, he took me to 8%. He didn't know that it was going to change my, flip a switch in my head. He just did it because he wanted me to, he, he wanted a little entourage. This was before he started hiring videographers and all these people. So he wanted me and Steven to go with him. And I held the camera for him, did a terrible job. Um, <laughs> and I mean, that, that really, uh, it changed everything. And what really changed was when I met all these people that were doing bigger things, the Josh Lustigs, the Cody Askins, all those people that are, building relationships and networking and growing and building something way bigger than what I was used to. It, it held me to a certain accountability that um, most people I don't think ever experience. So when I left there, I had told myself, I was like, all right, I'm going to get involved in and what I'm going to do is cross sell his current Medicare book, home and auto great plan. But I got into home and auto in 2020. So four or five months after, 8%. I got my home and auto license. It took me a little bit to get my shit together still, but I got my home and auto license, started alienating myself away from all those people. And home and auto didn't work out six months later. I was uh, still doing it. But when I heard about the Medicare Advantage expansion opportunity in this area, I was like, I mean, it's one, it is too much money to pass up. But two, if somebody, if what, what they were predicting was a, a 80, 20 flip, 80% meds up in the past, 20% Medicare Advantage, but 80% Medicare Advantage in the near future, 20% meds up. Right. So when I, when I saw that expansion opportunity, I was like, shit, I might as well get in here and learn this. So I got in and, and hit almost hit 100 MAPDs that first AAP. I think it was like 88. That's awesome. That's great. I do. Uh, I just love it, man. I just want to grow. You know, getting uncomfortable and, and, and continuously grinding and getting better and growing and you know it, it's that's really what life's about to be honest with you i mean it's the lamest thing you could possibly do to sit in the same spot that you are in for years and years and years and i did it for years and years and years and it sucks um but you you, you really have a much more um much more of a, a uh, purpose when you when you're doing something and you're getting uncomfortable and growing instead of just going through the motions of life that's what i did for so many years it sucked and I know there's a lot of people still doing that. Um, yeah. To, to each their own. Like I said earlier, I don't knock anybody. That does. We've got to have people like that. But for me and you, we want more. We want to we want to grow and become uh, as great as possible, right? So um, any more brain busters for me? Ask me another question. 
Dude, I got plenty. I got plenty. Um, hang on a sec, dude. So I got I got plenty for you. So I've always I've always you know been under. I've always kind of lived my life with the impression that you know life doesn't get better by chance. It gets better by change, right? And so for you, you know, it was the change of environment. You you kind of touched on it a little bit, but let me kind of shift gears and transition into like who Johnny might've been two years ago. Like who were you two years ago in comparison to who you are today? Um, two years ago, um, <laughs> two years ago, I was working at actually I had jobs off and on, man. I mean, it was landscaping this year. It was uh, Applebee's this year. The country club was a, as a grill cook in 2019 and 18. That's what I was doing. I mean, I was going eight months here to job, seven months here to job. That was me. Um, so I was hopping around a lot, just doing whatever. And it wasn't a big deal because those jobs you can get anywhere, right? I mean, getting a job as a cook somewhere is real easy. They're used to people coming and going. I mean, they're, they're recycling them. They're cycling them out. Uh, left and right. Um, but I was just basically a stoner, you know, and yeah. I was going around trying to, trying to become a, a kingpin, I guess. Uh, <laughs> not, not yeah. wanting, that's, that is, I've always had the same drive towards whatever I'm doing, I guess. I wanted to take it to the extreme and become, you know, this huge, which sounds so stupid now. I don't even like talking about it. I was yeah. a dumb loser who was out selling drugs. Maybe we should find all the drug dealers that aren't felons and start showing them how to sell Medicare because I did, you know, I, 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 I did take it to the to the extreme level and I tried to, to do things that um, nobody should try to do. Um, but it's because of the the uh, influence that I had around me, the people that were around me, their whole life was in and out of jail, selling drugs. You know, that's that's what was that's what life was about to them. So if you surround yourself with those people. You're going to be like that. And the whole time I knew that I should be doing what I'm doing right now. Um, there was a little bit of a, uh, um, a disconnect with me and old Bobby here, Bobby Brock. He yeah. Didn't he didn't trust me to be in the business and rightfully so he shouldn't have trusted me to be in the business. Um, but my brother saw the, the steps that I was taking and the moves that I was making. So behind old Bob's back, we got me a GA contract and, um, I flipped the script on him and uh, started being a little bit more, uh, had my head on my shoulders a lot better. I don't, um, you know, do drugs and sell drugs anymore. So I'm not hanging around with people that he doesn't trust. My friends are Justin and Steven and Zach and fucking Jesse and Will. Yeah. These people I work with. I don't, I don't even hang out with people that Donna work with. I live with people that work with me. So, I mean, I don't, now it's um, my whole life revolves around Medicare gurus and advancing and persisting and continuing. That's all that it revolves around now. I don't care. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I remember when I first got started, like I had all these friends that were just like losers. You know what I mean? Like just straight losers. Like before I got started, I'm, I might've been like 19, 20 years old, something like that. But like, there are people just not going anywhere. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not growing. They're not having any growth in their life or anything like that comfortability all day right and it just drags you down you know it just drags you down and then when i got into the business and i really started to really kind of fall in love with it i really was annoyed being around these people as horrible as it is to say you know like they i would not enjoy myself being around those people anymore 
don't you know, see like myself with anybody that I used to hang out with ever. If I see them in a bar or something, I'll turn the other way and walk away. Um, yeah. There's, I mean, there's been, I was, uh, I mean, yeah, you, you get what you asked for. I was um, hanging out with people that were, that, that robbed people. I thought they were my friends. Well, they ended up robbing me. You know, you, you, you do better than them at what they've been doing their whole life, which is what I was doing. And then they come and rob you. That really changed some things and put me yeah. into um, upper, uh, uh, another stage in my life, I guess. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was just doing silly things, man. And, and it really did just, it's as simple as you are who you surround yourself. People, it's, it's cliche to say you are a sum of the five people that you hang out with. It's the most true thing somebody could say. I am a sum right. of Justin, Stephen, Zach, Will, and Jesse. Hundred percent. I am. <laughs> you know, you know what they say. They say if you know if something's cliche, it's probably because it's true because it's said over and over and over again. Exactly. And um, so when so the people that came and robbed you was this after or before you got an insurance? Was this after you got an insurance? Way before. This Way before. before. Yeah. This is. I was. Uh, I was. And no, I shouldn't have been where I was at. Um, it, it was a stupid situation, but they, they uh, it, it wasn't like gunpoint. They were supposed to be my friend and they took off with my shit and that's fine. It's okay. Because $1,200 now to me is fucking peanuts. And right. It's $1,200. But back then it was my rent money and my money to spend for the, you know, I mean, it's, it's peanuts, like I said, it's nothing. They, some, some, sometimes like oh. sometimes something that's traumatic like that, ends up you look back on it and you're like okay that was a great the thing that happened to me because it was a turning point either those people were going to get me killed or get me in prison it's the best thing that could happen to me i've told that guy thank you for for doing that to me because now i'm straight and if you had been, i'm the most loyal person that there could be and that guy i was loyal to until he did that shit so he probably would have just drugged me to fucking prison or something you know what i mean i'm I, like I said, I am loyal until you screw me over. And then right. it's like, I don't need to be around those people. I don't need to be involved with any of that shit. Um, it's, it's just, uh, you, you find yourself changing and people, I mean, we change as humans. We change so much, bro. It's ridiculous how much we change. And that yeah. Way, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, like who you were as like, let's say a child, compared to who you were as a teenager, compared to who you were in your 20s, compared to, you know what I mean? Like we go through so many different cycles in life. That's why if you write down your goals every day, like people should, you will see how much they change in weeks. I mean, one day I'll write something and the next day I'm like, I don't even give a shit about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. We change, it's what we do. It's uh, yeah. and it's a good thing, we're supposed to change. Who the hell wants to stay the same forever? That was yeah, funny. for sure, for sure, I mean, you, you, you touched on it a second ago. I want to come back to that a second. You talked about 8% and the impact that it had on you last year um, to get to where you are today. Talk about events. Like, we, so we, we, had, we, had, we had a conversation in Tupelo, too, about events and how, like, certain people just seem to just demean the importance of them and the value. Like, I can say for me, events have been an um, amazing thing for me you know, in my business, you too, like talk about like the impact of going to some of these events and getting around some of these like big time people in the industry, people that are doing what you want to do. It, it all, um, it's all, it all goes back to accountability. So when you surround yourself with those people, 
not only do you make friends and relationships and partnerships forever, but I'm going to be friends with you and all these guys forever. We'll be friends forever. Um, but you, you learn, you do pick up nuggets. So the conferences in themselves, when people are, um, you know, when they're, when they're up there speaking, they're giving some, uh, they're spitting some fucking value or whatever. You're going to be taking notes and you're going to be implementing things. But for me, I've got, I've got all the knowledge right next to me that I could ask for. I mean, let's, right. be, let's be frank. So for me, it wasn't necessarily the value that I picked up there. And it might be this way for some other people. This is why I'm saying this. Um, the value is great. If you don't have Justin Brock as your brother, you need to go write notes and implement it because you probably don't have somebody teaching you the things that you need to know. So that in itself is, is a good reason for people to go. But the accountability that you receive after you build relationships and you see where people are headed. So in 2019, I don't think that um, I know that Eric Fierro had not done. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong because I wasn't super involved in the industry, but I don't think he had started a CRM in 2019. Am I wrong? When did he start? A CRM? I don't think he did. I don't think he had. So what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is you see these people advancing and doing things. You're not going to you're not going to want to stay where you are with all these people surrounding you that you've come to love and grow with. You don't want to stay the same. You want to continue to grow with them. And that's the accountability I'm talking about. So when I see you, me and you are the same age. We've become friends. Yeah. We've got a great relationship. I'm not going to watch you grow and me not grow. I'm not. We're going to enjoy this shit together and continue to do big things, right? So that's really what the the conferences for me are all about. The relationships that you build, the relationships within this industry are everything. And I know people have heard that over and over again. It's just the truth. It really is. There's no. I mean. What, what I what I find weird about it is like the people that bag on the events to to me anyway it it oh, seems cool. like <laughs> like no there, there there's been some people there's been some people that I'll see just like hate on an event and I know for a fact that they're a very good agent and I'm like I don't I, I don't get how you can be as successful as you are and have that mentality I just I don't understand it it doesn't click to me um I think there might be some scarcity there almost like this, like small thinking mindset to where like if some of your agents go to this event, maybe it'll be a big recruiting fest. And some events are, some events are these big recruiting fests. And I, I understand where that comes from, but like, honestly, I think they're all recruiting fests. They, they may not yeah. be based around recruiting, but uh, I mean, when you're getting around a bunch of people that are way ahead of you and you want to work with them, I mean, it, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like sales. People say, I'm not a salesman. I'm an educator. Well, if you're educating someone to the point of buying from you, that is sales. So if yeah. you provide value to somebody to the point of wanting to be in your downline, is that not also a little bit of recruiting? So oh, sure. Yeah, I definitely think that there's a uh, there's kind of a confusion there. But the the events themselves, I know what you're saying, because they are there are events out there that are like, come, come be with us. Right. That's right. not what Medicare con is. And that's not what eight percent is. Those are the only two that I've been to, um, but I would definitely go to more. Well, I went to Eight Figure Mastermind. It was pretty sick. It was awesome. Really yeah, awesome. I, I remember. I remember. I think it was last year when I first bought my ticket to MedicareCon. Originally, you know, I was I was having a conversation with um with with my dad about it, right? Because my dad kind of kind of not as involved in the business much these days, but like I was having a conversation with him and about it, and he's like, he's like, he's like, why? Why do you need to do that? He's like, what are you going to learn? He's like, you, you, you write more business than any agent I know. 
I'm like, yes. I'm like, but I can be better. He's like, well, why do you need to be better? And, you know, just this whole mindset, I, I feel like it's an age demographic thing as much as I hate to say that, you know, like not everybody looks at it that way, but there's definitely some people from the older generation. Cause back in the day, like when your dad got started, when my dad got started, it was fucking cutthroat dude. Well, yeah, like in the industry, they couldn't even fathom us. Right. They couldn't fathom writing 20 policies a week back then. Right. Right. Was in the, that was doable. And I mean, it wasn't doable. I wouldn't be able to do what the hell I do with writing paper apps and faxing them in all day. It would suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. apps have changed the game, man, for sure. Um, but I think that you, you, me and you talked about this while you were here. You're because my dad was telling my brother, "Oh man, you don't need that. You don't need to go to that. You need to just stay here." But it's it's relationships, right? Right. You might you may be one relationship away from a move or um, a, a, just a friendship that will change your life forever. So to hold yourself back and stay within your shell is silly that's it and yeah. the people that um that talk bad about um conferences I, I it's such a selfish thing too because of all these success stories out there like mine that revolve around one life-changing conference that's what it was i had no interest in being in this industry until i went to Aperson. i really didn't i saw all the people i saw the type of um culture that it it, it, it had and i was like shit i want to be a part of it what the fuck i want to be in the hood selling drugs for you. Fucking, these are this is way cooler, um, way cooler. I mean, that's that's kind of the where I where I was at that stage. I was like, um, you know, I went out there and saw all that shit that we just talked about, and it really did change my life. So for for somebody to say it's a raw raw event and it's stupid and this and that, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You, right? You are, yeah, you like that's See you as some sort of. Uh, um, figure somebody who looks up to you, you could be holding them back from changing their life forever just because your influence on them screwed their thought process up. So, what people should really be saying is, I personally don't see the value in these conferences. I think people should just spend that money on leads and keep selling business. I get that thought process, but if you can spend $500 on a ticket, another $500 on a room, whatever. You spend a thousand dollars to go out to an event and learn um, from Josh Lustig and Christian Brendel and Justin Brock on how to close more fucking policies. It is worth the money because you never would have had that knowledge had you not gone. You need to ex you need to look outside the box and use other people's success and other people's knowledge to expand on what you've already built. If you don't, you will get left behind. You will. You get like, right. You might you might keep a book of 500 people, but sharks and whales like me and Christian Brendel are going to come and take that shit from you because we're not scared to go to events and and uh, bring on agents that aren't scared to go to events. That's right, and 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 level up. I think it does. There was um, it's funny. There, I I was talking to um, Justin Thomas, who's become a friend since and and since Medicare. Um, con actually. And, you know, he's, he's a super successful guy, right? He's an amazing, like digital marketing guy. And he went to the conference and he was like, I made some great relationships turned into some great clients, you know, like um, people partnering with us on like their, you know, 
to become students on their marketing, like even something like that, you know, it, 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 it's, there's value there because you don't know, like you said, which connection is going to lead to what thing, right? It's a, it's a total domino effect from that standpoint. Um, like you don't know who you're going to meet. That's going to introduce you to someone else. There's going to, you know, I might go to get drinks one night with Johnny and Johnny's gonna be like, you should read this book. I might read this book and it might, you know, help me three X my business in a year or something like that. You know, like my goals every single morning since, since you told me to watch the secret. Cause I do. Hey, here's the, here's what I, here's what I learned about the secret. So it, it taught me that I've been surrounding myself with the right people because I watch this shit and I see the personal experience. You know, it's a, it's a lot about personal experiences with, with the, the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it showed me that I have been surrounding myself with the right people because I heard, I've heard 90%, 80% of everything that was said in that damn movie. I've already heard it. So what that tells me is that I'm surrounding myself with people that have the correct mindset. So that was the big thing I took away from this. Like I'm already on the right path. Let's keep it. Let's keep it going. So law of attraction is super big to me now. And um, I will continue to expand on that. I, 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 uh, I truly, truly believe um, if you speak it into the universe, like it says, the universe listens. If you speak positive, the universe listens back or it gives you positive back. You speak negative. You're going to speak negative into existence. So keep a positive mindset. Always talk about the things that you want to do because that not only creates a sense of accountability, but um, it's you can speak things into existence if you truly believe it enough. Um, if you don't believe it, find something you do believe in and speak on it. There's, right. There's no right. Like 100 percent. Like um, a great book that's about the law of attraction, but they don't call it the law of attraction is Think and Grow Rich. Um Think and Grow Rich is like an iconic book. And in that book, they always say, I think it's Think and Grow Rich. They say this. And if you can, if you can see it in your mind, if you can see it here. Yeah. The courage to speak it, then it will happen. Yeah. Peter said that. We talked about him. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, but he, I can't remember specifically what they, what Napoleon Hill says in Think and Grow Rich. It's like some really popular quote, but it's something along those lines where it's like, you know, if, if you can see, if, if you can, whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve, that's what it is. It just came back to me. And um, it's, that was always big for me, you know, because when I got into the business, it was, um, got some good questions going here. So I'm going to pop one of these to you in a second. But um, when I first, when I first got into the business, you know, like I wasn't surrounded with other agents, you know, like my dad had this mentality where like agents are our enemies and things like that. Like nowadays he's just kind of floored with how we do things because now we want to have relationships with everybody. We want to be friends with everybody. We want to connect with everybody. Um, And it's just, it's just a different mentality and it's, you know, it's done a ton for my business personally. You know, it's just having that mentality, not of scarcity, but being positive and not being afraid of everybody and (laughs) not having that scarcity mindset. It, it, uh, you, I'm trying to think of how to express my uh, my view on um what your my my mind just went blank. I read the question and then my mind went blank. I started thinking. Yeah, you're, you're good. You're good. So let's let's, let's move on to the question. So question was, can you ask Johnny what mix of ancillary products does he normally sell to each Medicare Advantage customer at the time he sells the Medicare Advantage plan? Final expense. <laughs> <laughs> long-term uh, so, care 
so that's that's a that's an easy one um so of course a there's three policies that i would pair with a medicare advantage plan at the time of of conception conception <laughs> i love it uh, so the the three that i would um the three that i would i would go with would be a hospital indemnity plan um, and most of the time you can attach a cancer policy to that one. So that might take away one, but cancer, heart attack and stroke and a hospital indemnity plan. It's really easy to do this. So the way that I present it when I'm talking to the client, let's just say it's it's um, let's just say it's a it's a, a AEP appointment um, and you go to their house and you're sitting in front of them, you're explaining the book to them and the plan that is best for them. You've already done everything you need to while you're explaining the book. Uh, while you're explaining the book to them uh, or the plan, the plan details, you're going to say, so, Miss Kathy, you've got a inpatient uh, copay of $295 per day for days one through seven. They're going to be like, why $295? Most of the time, sometimes they're actually smart and they say, that ain't shit because it's really not. I wish I had a plan that I could pay $295 a day for uh, for the first Likewise. seven days and then after that, right? So, um, but most of the time they're going to be like, oh, man, you say we can plug that up on the back end. Don't worry about it right now. We're going to plug that up on the back end. When you get to um, can't, uh, when you get to maximum out of pocket, you say, so you've got a $6,000 maximum out of pocket. I know that seems like a lot, but that's actually a good thing. It protects you. And we can, it, it typically, when people reach that maximum out of pocket, Kathy or whatever her name is, that is due to cancer or a heart attack or a stroke or something like that. And we will plug that up on the back end. So as you, you know, you're getting, you're, you're, you're reaching these points of weakness within the plan. You tell them, look, we're going to plug that up on the back end. Then at the end of the, the, the presentation, they're ready to go. They're ready to sign up for it. You go ahead and knock that out. And then you sign them up for the, um, the, the out-of-pocket protection, which is what I call it. Cause they don't know what hospital indemnity is. So out-of-pocket protection plan, it's going to protect you, Kathy, against the co-pays for the hospital, the inpatient, the emergency room, the ambulance. And then. We're also going to pair it with a cancer, heart attack, and stroke policy because, like I told you earlier, when people reach that maximum amount of pocket, it's due to one of those three events, typically 99% of the time. And that, I mean, every freaking time, man, it sells them. I'm pretty like damn confident, though. I mean, people, people, it, I, there needs to be a confidence class. Maybe I should do that because confidence sets you apart from everybody else. Because right. most people are not confident in what they're telling you, and that's especially especially when you're talk when you're selling over the phone because that's what you're doing almost exclusively now, right? Now, during AP last year, I was face to face the whole time, except for the last four days, I went to the office and took inbound calls. Yeah, but yeah. I had twenty four apps in one day. Dude, balling! <laughs> that awesome. Was that was a good day, but uh, I mean, it was because of. This office yeah. don't play around, man. They get so no. <laughs> yeah, um, like I I've talked to several people since I came back, and um, one person in particular, they were like, they were like, so are they the real deal? I'm like, dude, they're they're they're. I knew they were the real deal before I even went. I was like, but I'm even more confirmed that they're the real deal. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. everything is like a, a crisp motion. You know, everything is is set up exactly the way it needs to be from the automations to the marketing. Like everything is efficient. Um, no wasted motions. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I, I think it's awesome, you know, when, 
you can kind of see that because it's almost like a beautiful thing because you're like, oh, shit. You're like, so we don't do that this way. We could do that better this way. That's the purpose of an event like that. You know, like I don't even know if I consider it an event. I mean, it's more of a fucking uh, sneak peek into uh, a finely a finely tuned oiled machine. I mean, it's that's what it is. Right. So, I mean, y'all saw y'all saw every they didn't hold back. Justin and Steven and Rob were basically y'all's for two days. Um, and they put together presentations that showed y'all how we operate. I would say one of the most successful agencies in the country, especially something that no question that, that started from the ground up. I mean, it started with uh, little old Bobby Brock door knocking, you know, <laughs> for Metsa. Yeah. So, I mean, it, the, 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 the knowledge is there. And if people want to really, really grow their agency and grow themselves, you don't have to be an agency owner to it. I told a guy who hasn't sold a policy yet <coughs> that he needed, he was asking me, should I go LOA under you guys? Or should I go GA? Like you need to come to an event. You need to come to behind the agency. Let us show you how you can, how you can really create the lead flow that a GA agent needs. And if you decide that you want us to support you more and go LOA, that's fine. But you will meet everybody. You will really, really see how we operate and you will learn a shit ton. Um, and I think one important thing I'd like to, to tell newer agents is they they um, they get Justin said it best. I don't get caught in the weeds. I don't get I, I, there's there's so many details people don't give a shit about and. Quite frankly, it's not a lot of it's not even that important to to the to the sale and helping the Medicare beneficiary. It's not. Um, and what I mean by that is people are like, oh, Medicare. I was talking to an agent earlier, Medicare. Somebody told him I don't want to deal with Medicare. It's too confusing. There's too much. I don't know every single little detail about Medicare. I don't care to know every single little detail about Medicare. What I know is what's important. What's important is the directions and the ways that each Medicare beneficiary can go in. See, you, buddy. So if they if, if I if I lay it out so that they can play it out and they tell me they want to go in this direction, that's what I do. I tell I I I, I guide them in the right direction, right? I mean mm-hmm. and another thing people people are always like, you need to just let the client make the decision. That's partly true. However, over your fact finding process, it would be immoral for you as the expert not to make a recommendation. It would be it would be not you wouldn't be you would you would literally be, for me i would be going against my the way i believe if i just said so which direction which one of these directions is best for you if they said i i don't know I, well we'll pick one i mean that's to me you should just be like hey look after hearing what you've told me today you go to the doctor a lot medicare advantage for you you're going to be paying a lot of copays you're probably going to reach your maximum amount of pocket we should go ahead and get you on a medicare supplement um and that way you don't have to worry about it. You pay your premium and, and you go. That would be, that's, there's nothing wrong with making a recommendation. I just saw that. Comment. No. Yeah. And, and I, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Like the way that I would look at that is like, if, if, if I'm, if I do like, let's say a teach, if I, let's say I'll do a T chart with a T65 person yeah. and I'll do meds up on one side, MAPD on the other side. If they're just really gravitating towards one side or the other, I'm going to go with them on that side. But if they're just stumped, they're just like, I'm just lost. I have no freaking idea. Yeah. Then I'm going to take control. Right. And I'm going to be like, okay, well, you told, well, 
you told me that you're, you know, you have kidney issues. <laughs> you know, you told me you, you're on dialysis, Mrs. Johnson, or you take, you know, so you're on four or five inhalers. You definitely need a supplement if you're on dialysis. Yeah, like you told yeah. me you're on dialysis, you know, like let me make this easy for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Like I, I feel like agents are kind of afraid to be salespeople. And at the end of the day, you have to be a salesperson. Sales is not a bad thing. It's not a bad word. I mean, a salesperson I, uh, is. Justin has a video that says sales is not a bad word. That's the title of it. I don't know if you watched it or not. No, no, seriously. People thinking it's like, don't want to use insurance agent and I don't want to use sales. Who cares? <clears throat> what matters is how many contacts you make every day. People that right. aren't selling. If you call enough people, I said this when you were here. If you call enough people, and tell them the service that you provide and how you can help them and you truly believe in what you're doing, it's an it's a law of numbers. It's going mm -hmm. to, you're gonna find somebody and they're gonna be like, damn, this is great. I'm glad this even, guy called me. I was fucking stressed about this shit. Even but, if you do it badly. Yeah, you can do it badly. <laughs> but you can you can do it. It's still the law of numbers. You can do it. Not, not not that you should try to do it badly. You should try to do it as well as you can. But I'm just saying, like, even if you're not good, even if you're like new and you're just learning and you just you're you know you're not polished or anything like that. If you talk to enough people, you will find people that will say yes. Absolutely, a hundred percent. And and the I I called uh, old age lead earlier. I called like five of them. And I sold a policy on the last, the fifth one. <clears throat> Never talked to them before. Old age leads. They're spinning my computer for a fucking year. And I just called them out of the blue because I was bored. <coughs> I wanted to make some contacts. <clears throat> sold them a policy. I mean, the context is all that matters. That's it. But the problem is people don't get it on the fifth one. They don't get it on the 10th one. They don't get it on the 20th one. And they get discouraged. But those people that you're talking to that you're not selling, all that is just practice on becoming more comfortable with that situation. That's all it is. You're yep. not going to grow unless you get uncomfortable. Yep. So, and, and the other thing I think that's important to add to that is like, I'll talk to a lot of new agents that they will, they will just agonize over knowing every little thing before they go out and make those contacts before they go yes, out and make those processes. Those are, those are the, uh, did he tell y'all about the, um, personality test or whatever it's like yeah the, to the tony robbins one. I, I took it about yeah. six months ago okay what what were you what was your i'm a i'm a di nice you got a d in there <laughs> see i'm just a d you're big d you're big, just d. big d that's it <laughs> but um you know yeah i mean that does first of all if nobody knows what that is it's a um what's it called it's a disc assessment disc assessment so, yeah um people need to have I think it's important. Like I, I, I don't like you said. People get obsessed with learning every little detail. And I saw a comment. I can't remember what group it was in. I'm in a few of them, but the comment was like, "You need to have your systems and processes in place before you start making calls." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, dude, shut the hell up. That's so <laughs> untrue. It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. You need to put yourself. You need to get to the point where you can sell legally. Make sure you're not doing anything illegal because it's 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 just better to do it that way. Right, uh, and, right. And then get out there, make contacts, put yourself in the situations to where you have no choice but to learn. But in the main, but what you're doing in that situation is you're learning, but you're also making money. There's no reason not to be making money and helping people because 
you're overthinking shit and you're saying, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You're ready. You, you just got to be just everybody started in an uncomfortable situation. Everybody, everybody, yep. anybody that's successful started out being uncomfortable and getting out of their, their, their shell. hundred percent. When I was, when I was at Medicare con and I was, I was doing my talk, I'm doing my speech. That was something that I talked about because we we're talking about, you know, getting in front of cam the camera and being willing to make a video. And I, and I was like, a lot of you are probably uncomfortable with that. But a lot of you are probably also uncomfortable when you first started dialing and making calls and talking to prospects too. You get over it, you know, like the more you do it. Um, I literally, I just, you're right. And, and uh, I don't have a problem with videos. They don't bother me at all. Um, and that may just be because I feel like I'm better looking than Justin and he can. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, the, you're younger and more spry. I'm more spry. More, more I spry. This, I got this way about me. It's infectious, <laughs> an infectious uh, attitude. No, man, boyish Justin, charm. Justin does great on videos, man. I, I'm, one yeah. thing I do want to, um, I do want to do is learn how to speak really well because I do feel like, I can motivate people and I can get the, get a good message out to them. Um, so I'm going to work on that. That's going to be the next thing, but um, yeah, getting, getting uncomfortable is, is truly the way to, to get in, to get in there and be the shit and get to the point where you want to get to. I started, I did seminars just to get uncomfortable. I did two seminars in Alabama just because everybody was doing it. And I was like, well, shit, I'll do something. And I, I I'll be honest, I fucking nailed it. I did. I, and people can say what they want, but um, I'm still getting business off of it. And I, I had never spoken in front of people like that. And I was not, I was, the only thing I was worried about was the catering being right. I didn't want people to have shitty food. And the reason I was so comfortable with it is because I know, I know so much about Medicare. What, what do I have to be nervous about? I'm going to get up there, elaborate on all the slides and then collect a bunch of PTCs and hit the road. That's a great, you know, like I'm, I'm cool with that. And I think a lot of people are, are scared of getting uncomfortable. Uncomfortability is that's, that's where it's at. That's it's, it, I, I've said it 15 times during this 49 minute interview. Uncomfortability <laughs> is how you grow and become better and better and better and better. Yeah. I mean, pressure, pressure, pressure creates diamonds, right? Exactly. And, and that's exactly true. I mean, I mean, the second you feel comfortable and you feel complacent, that that's a problem. You know, like anytime I feel like I'm too comfortable or I'm too complacent or I'm just like, oh, I just, you know, life is great. I'm like, I got to do something different. Like I got to do something different. I got to take myself out of my comfort zone, like going to Tupelo for two or three days. You know what I mean? And <laughs> putting myself in an environment where I'm there to learn, you know, from other people, like that's something where for someone like me, is by nature probably taking me out of my comfort zone because I could just stay here in my office where, you know, my employees do whatever I want them to do. You know, my agents do whatever we tell them to do. Not always. Sometimes they don't listen, but um, <laughs> and, but where I have control. Right. And we're like, what we're doing is working. We could just keep doing what we're, we're doing is working. But that's not how you get better. That's not how you grow. You have to seek people out that are doing more than you. So that way you can learn what they're doing better. So you can, you can always do better. You can always improve your processes. And um, that, that's about getting uncomfortable. Like, I think that is such a true statement. And a lot of agents don't like to feel uncomfortable. You know, like they're like, they're just used to maybe being call center agents. 
and they're just living off of like inbound calls and they're just like, oh, they're used to being order takers. I'm like, well, this isn't that, you know, this isn't that you actually have to can make a sale. You have to actually, you actually, you have to actually have a conversation with the people. That's a buying conversation. Hey, in that situation, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I, one day I, we will have a call center and I want agents that are willing to do that um, for me. I mean, that's sure. Yeah. Sure. It's something that's, that's going to happen. Um, but if you want to scale and grow an agency, you've got to go through some real uncomfortable stages first, but it's our natural, it's our natural um, persons person. It's our natural personality and our, our natural way of life or way of, you know, approaching things to be, to steer, to steer towards the comfortability side. Like, of course we want to be comfortable, but <clears throat> what's real cool is, is fucking, <laughs> growing and, and getting uncomfortable but ryan Lodi jumps out of planes when he feels too complacent i mean people, <laughs> people uh can can say what they want but at the end of the day the people who are going to the top they don't stay comfortable i mean right I'll, I'll, I'll bet you elon musk for example elon musk i think he won a lawsuit or got some money or something and spent every fucking dime on tesla and then he ended up I, I, I'm not too, somebody's probably gonna be like, that's not right. <laughs> but <take it. laughs> he, he ended up, he ended up, uh, he ended up being real successful. Clearly he's the richest man in the world now. Uh, but for a while he was super uncomfortable spending all of his fucking money, not knowing that the shit was going to work. Uncomfortability is the number one way to, uh, to get where you want to be. And that's just, it. that's just, that's it. So Tiffany asked a great question. I'm going to read that question, Johnny. I'm going to let, I'm going to let you give your take on it and then we'll close this puppy out because I want to respect your time. Um, so I just started selling Medicare two months ago. I'm reading it just so you know, because this goes on podcast version and not everybody can see the video. Um, I just started, I just started selling Medicare two months ago and had one sale thus far, but can't seem to get out of my own way. Like you said, feel the need to know everything. Any advice? She's saying that she feels the need to know everything. So that would be, she's just, um, she's a Steven. She likes to know all the information. Is, is that a chick? Am I, is, am I saying she? Yeah, is Tiffany. That, Tiffany. Is Facebook user. Okay. So yeah. she, um, she's, she's, uh, she's wanting to know a little bit about too much, right? Um, my advice is to, to, pay for a one-on-one -on -one session with Johnny Brock. <laughs> I just did. Uh, you, you, uh, she can of course reach out to me um, via message and I'll, I'll talk to her about it if she wants to. But my advice is it's, it's a lot easier said than done um, because I do feel as though I'm a natural confident motherfucker. Like I, I'm very, very confident. And, and I, you, you probably, she probably knows she's been doing this for two months. She probably knows more about Medicare than I do. I'm just saying. So don't, don't think about it too much. Find what matters in regards to the client, because what, what really matters is that you're taking their doctors into account, that you're taking their drugs and prescriptions into account. Um, Doctors and hospitals need to accept the fucking plan if you're going to put them on like a Medicare Advantage plan. But ultimately, if you know A, B, C, and D, top three plans of Medicare, and you know how to use uh, software like CSG, Sunfire, um, you should be able to 
plug their information in and find out which plan is best for them. And that is really how you 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 take this industry by storm and really, really start slinging apps and kicking apps. And um, you're, the thing is, it's not like you're out here, um, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, screwing people over. You learn how to put people in the best situation that they can be in. You're so confident in it that nobody can tell you different because you know that you're doing the best thing for the client. And if you're that confident in your ability to do the best thing for the client, you should have no problem getting that message across to a prospect and, and, and convincing them that they should work with you. And that's, I mean, you should elaborate on that a little, and then I may be able to do some more. Yeah, for sure. And um, I, I, I think, I think you nailed it with everything you said. Um, if I was going to add anything to that, I would say what, what you're experiencing, Tiffany is analysis paralysis. There's a lot of people that get it um, in the industry and it's the need to feel like it's, it's a need to not feel uncomfortable. It's, it's a natural survival instinct that you have as a human being. It's the feeling to, that your, your subconscious is giving you to not feel uncomfortable. You're like, I want to feel as comfortable as possible when I go into this appointment. But this is what I would tell you, and this would be my advice. You want to try to learn stuff, right? But not during prime selling hours. You want to do it in this, in, when, when you go home at night in your free time. You study up on things. But the fastest way you're going to learn is by getting punched in the face a little bit. And it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be comfortable. Um, You're going to have to go out there and you're going to have to go on an appointment and it's going to have to go horribly a couple of times if you're trying to be an independent. Um, And that is the fastest way you can learn anything, at least for me. Like I had to screw up a bunch, uh, not a bunch, but like several appointments early on. Because when I made a mistake like that and it was super painful, I never made it again. And I remembered that. Um, But I couldn't remember it as well just trying to like memorize words out of a dictionary kind of thing. You know, it's just not the same kind of thing. And so you can know a lot before you actually get out there, but you're never going to know enough to prevent yourself from making a mistake or saying something wrong or being uncomfortable. So you have to just get out there and do it. And then you, that's the fastest way to learn. It's kind of like, you know, um, being thrown to the fire a little bit and then, you know, your skin gets tough and you don't burn as easy. <laughs> so I'll, I'll add a little bit more. I mean, it, it's very, very similar to any job. Have you had, When you were a busboy or when you were a server, Tiffany, I don't know what you've done, but let's say that you serve tables. That shit's uncomfortable at first. When I served tables, I was scared shitless. Me too. I didn't want to screw up those people's food. I didn't want. I didn't want to deal with that. People are dicks. So, <laughs> so, so, but I did it, and before long, I was fucking. I was great at it. I was amazing. I was running orders left and right. It had. I had no problem with it. Think of it like this: if you can get past a week of appointments and a week of door knocking, educational Medicare, talk to these people, and get uncomfortable once again what we're preaching about uncomfortability is going to get you to the point of where you really want to be the end game for you tiffany is you've been doing this two months let's say at six months four months from now you uh you're you're you know 15 20 policies deep which i think you could do you know more than that but you've been doing two months you said you sold one so set yourself a goal um and get so uncomfortable with the with with how you reach that goal, which is making contacts, whether it be on the phone or door knocking, make as many contacts as you can and 
trip a few times because you're going to trip and, and that's going to mold you into uh, into the agent that you want to be. You're out here asking questions. You want to you want to be great. You want to do good things. So um, continue to uh, think about it and continue to try. But more than anything, like me and Christian have said, just go out and do it. Get uncomfortable. <clears throat> when I first started, the shit was not. I was scared. Who wants to let down their big brother who's fucking famous within the industry? You know, nobody. Like, <laughs> right. That's, that's uh, that sucks. So, um, but I went out door knocking, meds up, and I actually sold a couple policies off of that. That way, a um, couple meds up policies, couple dental vision and hearing. Great way to get started. I I think some states have laws against solicitation. I'm not sure which state in Mississippi. I don't worry about it. Uh, but whatever state you're in. Um, I would I would check it out and see if you can you can door knock T65 and Lee just just print out a flyer educational uh, flyer and tell them why you're there just to educate them on how Medicare works. You want to make the process easier for them and make contacts that way. And you can still you can do the same thing over the phone. Buy you some age leads, buy you some uh, T65 leads, whatever. Um, and just get uncomfortable. Put yourself in a situation that that you don't want to be in. I mean, shit. Think about it like this. You got time. Time is in your favor when you're getting uncomfortable because ultimately, as long as you throw yourself into the lion's den, then time is going to take take hold and it's going to keep going on and you're going to be uncomfortable. But before you know it, that shit ain't going to be uncomfortable no more. It's it's peanuts. It's my favorite term to use. It's peanuts. No, yep. that's, yep. that's I hope very, that, uh, very I hope true. She, I hope she takes takes that and runs with it. Yeah, very well said. I thought that was, you know, I I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, I think that's really what it is, Tiffany. You know, so, I mean, you'll get there. You'll get there. Just keep pushing. Don't quit. Don't give up. I know um, cool with it, but you can reach out to me. And of course. Sure too. Just DM us. I mean, um, it's, it's tough, but shit. Like we were saying, you're never – it doesn't matter what industry you're in. You got to jump over some uh, some speed bumps before you get to where you want to be. Just have that right. end goal in mind. Write it down. I wrote it on a whiteboard. I wrote $75,000 in six months beside my bed and hit 80000 So, I mean, if yeah, I'm telling you, write it down, see it every day, um, and go for it. I mean, I'm telling y'all, I wrote this shit down on my blackboard right beside my bed, hit every single one of them before the six months was over. I was super stoked about that. So... Well, that's awesome. Um, that's my taco Tuesday. <laughs> so, so um, I want to be respectful of your time, Johnny. Real quick, before we close out, usually what me and Glenn do is we'll do final thoughts. Any any last things you want to men- you know leave with the audience? But before I do that, I wanted to say: Is there anything that you need you want to plug? Is there anything you want to plug? Kicking apps, merch, whatever. Um, don't have any kicking apps merch right now. Here's what we're doing: We're in the process of. Uh, of getting an actual online store created. So that shit's coming. Um, and then people will be able to get kicking apps, whatever they want, whatever kind of merch they want. Um, I would love to see people at behind the agency, more, more people at behind the agency. Um, because I, I just like getting around everybody, but also you're truly, truly going to pick up some fucking gold value out here. Um, and seeing the system that we have and the culture that we have, I think, did it motivate you? Did you go back rejuvenated and ready to fucking rock and roll or what? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, there's a ton of things that I picked up that are like little things, little things that we can implement here to make our process more efficient. 
Um, so I came back, you know, with a ton of, you know, new ideas that I wanted to implement, a ton of things like that. But the main thing I think for me, that stuff is great, but getting around all those people that are doing, I mean, nobody, I, I, I don't feel like there's, there was very few, I don't think everyone in the, in, in that room is in the group. So I feel comfortable saying this, but, um, <laughs> almost everybody in that room was a, was a killer, was a big, was a, was a heavy hitter. Almost. There's a couple people that maybe, you know, were, um, one guy that, um, that didn't, uh, that wasn't even in Medicare. He was annuities. Yeah. But he was a killer in the annuity space. There was one person there that I think she's been in the business like six months. Maybe she shouldn't have been there. You know, I don't know. Not, not what? Did, second? Did you say the name? No, no. Okay. I, I mean, <laughs> <Be proud. laughs> I, I don't know how long, I don't know how long she's uh oh I know who you're talking about. No, no, I thought she yeah. said the M word and I, I clarified it, but no, 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 no. I think she's been doing it a lot longer. Yeah, she'd been she'd been doing it a while, but like but like my, my point is I think for the most part everybody that was in that room was very experienced. Like I I know I know I know Chris Schopmeyer came at down and I he I was really glad that he came, you know, because he's become one of my favorite people in the industry. Um <laughs> But but like Chris, Chris is a newer agent, but Chris, Chris needed to be there. You know, it was a good thing that Chris was there. But there were some other agents that were there that were newer that like the questions they were asking were like maybe, you know, not appropriate a, for that type of. Beginner, there should be a uh, I'll do a behind the agency roundtable for newer agents. Yeah. Yeah. Let this shit out. But it, but it. Ooh, I like that. Fire, discipline, will power, intention. But you got to read it like this. Kicking apps on there. I see that. Discipline, will power, intention. So to the de- to the to the degree of discipline that you have will be to the degree of success that you achieve. Boom. Drop Boom. Fucking bombs. Mic drop. Mic drop. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I would say you know it was a great event. And or, or even if you don't want, even if it's not technically an event, like it, it was a great workshop. I'll call it a workshop. Workshop. That's um, a good one. And it was fantastic, you know, and it was worth every penny. Like I, I believe that what I was able to learn will help us add a couple of six figures to our business. Easy. I, I believe it. So worth every cent. And so if you're considering going, guys, you need to go. Um you just you just should go. It's worth every penny. It's not that much money, really, when you think about it. It's like couple, pennies. Couple, couple fucking uh, couple policies, and you're good to go. I'm right. Sure. I mean, if if that if that workshop can help you write, like, let's say you spend, I don't know, three grand with travel or whatever the case might be, right? If that if you, if that that can help you write, let's say, an additional ten apps, at least. It's worth it. It's going to do way more than that. Right. I mean, it's going to I'm, show I'm, it's I'm gonna saying worst case scenario. Like, let's say you just walk away from it yeah. and that's all that comes out of it. Like, you should be able to write an additional, you know, thousand policies because of it. But I think that, you know, it's a no brainer to, to learn what you can learn there because you're not going to learn it anywhere else. I can tell I you, think, I've been all over the place. I think a takeaway for, for people would be getting get in the room. Um, you're, you, you've got to get in the room around those people that are so far ahead of you 
that one, it holds you accountable, but two, you see the actions that they take and the steps that they take, the mistakes that they made, they can help you avoid those mistakes. Get in the room with all the people that you look up to, that you see on, on Facebook, on, on whatever. I mean, Pete Fournier is doing 150K this month. <laughs> it's ridiculous it's ridiculous it's stupid you'll get in a room with Pete for what the fuck are you doing you got to get in the room if you want to if you want to take it to the next level you got to get in the room if you don't want to take it to the next level and you want to keep doing what you're doing so be it turn me off boom boom because, i mean ultimately that's that's uh that's what it boils down to and and i'm sure some people have turned me off that's fine uh, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm super happy with where I'm at in life and I'm very, very confident where we're headed and I'm happy to have partnerships and people, um, like Christian and, you know, the Josh Lustigs and the Ryan Lodi's and all these people within the industry that I look up to that I help. They don't even realize they hold me accountable every day. You don't realize that, but you do. Everybody does that. I've built a friendship and a relationship with. Everybody holds me accountable. They don't even know it. I'm not like people think, oh, you got to like, I think Coach Burt was the first person I ever heard talk about it at uh, 2020, uh, 8% 2020. Hope you got to get your account- accountability, folks. You know, like he's, that's just kind of. Coach Michael Burt. This, this Michael is Coach Burke. Michael Burt. Everybody needs that Everybody coach needs in life. Coaching life. It's true. Uh, so you've got to, uh, you, you've got to have, you got to have some sort of uh, mentor. You got to have a coach, but um, holding somebody accountable is not like you call him like, Hey, Johnny, did you get those 15 apps you said you're going to get? That's not it. It's a, it's a, 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 a change and a shift within your energy and your, um, your desires. So it's a shift in your, in your mindset that tells you you're going to continue to grow with these people and we're all going to enjoy the top together. I want Christian Brendel and me and Justin to be on a fucking yacht one day while our agency still making us our millions back home. But, you know, we're not going to get there by staying comfortable, are we? We're going to mm-hmm. continue to get uncomfortable and grow and put ourselves in situations that our body doesn't really want to be in, but our mind does because we held ourselves accountable and we, we changed our mindset. I love it. I love it. Um, and it's true, guys. I mean, we're, you're, you're building a business here. You're not working a job for most of you. Most of you that are watching are independents, that are trying to grow agencies, your agency owners, you're not working a job. You got to get out of that job mindset, that employee mindset. You got to get in the mindset that like, okay, this is my business and it's, it's fucking sink or swim. Um, and yeah, guys, I mean, getting uncomfortable is what you're going to have to do. There's no way around it. Either you put yourself in uncomfortable situations where you're going to grow, you're going to learn, you're going to move up, you're going to level up, or you're not, and you're either going to stay where you are and just get by, or you're not going to make it all together. Um, so, yeah, guys, I mean, if, if, if I had any takeaway from this episode, it's that. It's to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and make sure that your mindset is where it needs to be. You need to be laser focused on the right things. Um, like, look at what it's done for Johnny. You know, Johnny... Johnny went from a place to where, you know, he, he. Prisoner, was, was, prisoner death. That's where, I, that was where I was headed. Go ahead. Continue yeah. Yeah. I mean, Put you know, and, and now, now you're at a place, you know, where you have great momentum. Um, tons of people in the industry know who you are and they acknowledge everything that you've done. You know, you, you, you've re- you wrote more your first AEP than, 
probably 99.9% .9 of new agents do their first AUP. Just so you know, I don't know if you realize that. I do. Um, it, it was a huge, uh, a huge advantage to be, uh, I'll tell you a big advantage in North Mississippi. Let's be real here. Having the last name Brock does not, doesn't hurt. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, like you said earlier, I made the contacts and I went out there and did that. Right. Um, but, you know, just uh, change your last name to Brock if you're having that video. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, Christian Brock. It sounds good. <laughs> Christian Brock. My mom was actually going to name me Christian. And then she saw me and she was like, Jonathan. Oh, he doesn't look like a Christian. I don't think so. You look like Christian. I look like a Johnny, really. Yeah, you look like you do look like a Johnny. I'm Johnny, and that's me. That's my uh, my uh, what do they call it? I don't know. Nickname? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, I've really enjoyed it, man. Your uh, your show is cool. Well, I, thank I you, thank, that, thank. I, I, I hope that I can get back on here with Glenn one day as well. Yeah, um, we, we're well, we're gonna have to do it again, again with 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 Glenn because. Um, you know, the show, the show, I mean, this show was awesome, you know, with or without him. He doesn't want to show up. That's fine. That's cool. If he wants to sit on the beach, you know, that's, that's fine. Yeah, but but <laughs> see, Glenn, Glenn's out there getting comfortable. Glenn's out yeah, there being comfortable right now. Man, he's got to get uncomfortable. Otherwise, Glenn, I mean, Glenn's got to get, got, Glenn's got to, what does he do? Glenn owns um, lead heroes. So they do, they do a lot of this. They, they do, they do telemarketing leads. They hire Filipinos and, and um, kind of, kind of similar to what Eugene does a little bit. It's, there's some differences. There's a lot of differences actually with what they do, but like it's um, there's some similarities too, but yeah, I mean, he's done, he, he's scaled it up. They have over a hundred Filipinos in a call center. Nice. And um, he's, he's done a great job. Awesome. Well, I look forward to being on on another episode with you guys. Um, I think we both are uh, about ready to hit the hit the road. Yep, we'll close it out. We'll close it out, um, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, watching. If you're watching the replay on YouTube, you know what to do: like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you're notified when we upload. Um, if you're watching this on the podcast platforms, do us a favor: leave us a five star because it helps us reach more beautiful people just like you. And we'll be back next Tuesday. Adios, everybody. Peace.